It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Wizards podcast. I am your host for tonight's episode. I am Arthur Reynolds. You can find me on Twitter at District Mamba. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Wizards to catch up on the latest in Wizards news. Tomorrow night, Friday night, the Wizards start their summer league schedule. As we all know, we finally have a first round draft pick to look forward to. So we're going to look over the roster for these summer league games and also touch on and also check in on how we are doing a few days after the announcement that Dwight Howard will be joining the Washington Wizards. So make sure to stay tuned in and we'll be right back. All right, guys, so let's get started with the roster that will be on the floor for the Washington Wizards this summer league. Some of the big names we'll go over, but we have a bunch of players that are going to be on the team. Ryan Richmond will be making his debut, his Wizards debut, as an assistant coach for the Washington Wizards. He will be the head coach of the summer league squad. On the roster, we have Troy Brown, our first-round draft pick, Thomas Bryant, who we acquired via waivers from the Lakers, a promising young center, 6'10", from Indiana University. We have Sam Cassell Jr. joining the squad, which will be really awesome just to see you know, Sam Cassell's son play in for the Wizards. It's going to be really awesome. We have Chris Chioza. We have Karik Felix, who was on the team last year, actually, and actually made the team, made the squad due to Markeith Morris's injury, but was later cut once he came back. We have Phil Goss, a guard, a 6'2 guard out of Drexel. We have Aaron Aaron Harrison, a 6'6 guard from Kentucky. We have Alan Henderson, a center from Wyoming. We have Tiwan Kendley, a 6'5 guard from Morgan State. We have Dorel Moore from Wake Forest. We have Ajdin Panava from Marshall. Devin Robinson, who was on the Wizards towards the end of the year, did some a lot of uh, G League stuff the majority of the year. Jalen Ross, another guard, Isaf Sanan, Philip Shrub, and we have Hen Yi Feng also to close out the squad. The Wizards will start their play tomorrow night, which is Friday night, 
And a schedule was also announced. So tomorrow we play against the Cleveland Cavaliers at 9 p.m. Friday. Then the next two games are kind of back-to-back. So on Sunday, we'll be playing against the San Antonio Spurs at 3.30. Monday, we'll be playing against the Philadelphia 76ers at 5.30 p.m. And after that, the teams will have a seating for a tournament that will be that will conclude in a championship game on July 17th. So here's our plan for how we're going to cover these games. So Friday night, we're going to... Ian and I, Becca and I, are going to do a little recap of the game. You know, keep our eyes on Troy Brown, keep our eyes on Brian, and maybe, you know, Kareek Felix or someone else that might be able to make the team. And then Sunday, when we play at 3, we're going to recap that game as well. And then Monday, we'll be posting both of those recaps along with just some general reactions. I'm really looking forward to what Troy Brown will be able to do for the Wizards in the Summer League. He's going to probably be one of the main focuses on the court. So definitely a lot that we can take from his debut in Summer League. And two games is, you know, pretty decent amount of exposure. Obviously not compared to playing against NBA talent. But the Summer League is a stepping stone for draft picks. And we've already seen some players struggle. And we've seen some players really succeed with the first days of Summer League ball starting a couple days ago. Now, we asked Wizards Twitter, and I sighed because I'm still trying to process it as well. Dwight Howard is signing with the Washington Wizards for this upcoming season, a one-year deal. And I just, I can't believe some of the reactions that I've been seeing. I asked you guys on the Locked On Wizards podcast, DC family, what will you be paying attention to this summer league? Will it be coaching? Will it be Troy Brown? Will it be Bryant? With D12 news sinking in, what are your thoughts? Answer below and we'll read them during tonight's recording. So some of the answers. We have a few replies actually to get through. We have from Cameron Mingo. He says, obviously Troy Brown because this is his chance to prove he belongs in the Wizards rotation going into the season. Obviously, we are definitely going to keep our eyes on Troy Brown. I'm really hoping he has a strong presence. You know, we're, we're re- we really talked ourselves into Troy Brown, how he's he used to be a point guard in high school, and we expect him to be a playmaker and a ball handler. He might be the second best ball handler on the Wizards already. So I really hope we get to see all that on display this weekend through the first two games against the Cavaliers and against the Spurs. We have Fan Man who said he's very interested in Brown and watching to see how close he is to contributing. As for Dwight, I feel as if D12 is motivated. If D12 is motivated, then the Wizards have a great shot at top three in the East. Wall and D12 realize that they are both the best player at position either has ever played with. That's an excellent point because I'm going to get to it a little bit later. But some of the reactions and the feedback to my optimism of Dwight Howard hasn't really been that great I mean it's been kind of mixed reviews but that's pretty much a really strong statement that fan man fan man said about how wall and Dwight Howard they're each other's best teammate like that they've ever had now obviously Dwight Howard was supposed to play with Steve Nash and things like that on the Lakers but that never really happened but wall hasn't had a quality of center like Dwight Howard Obviously, Gortat did a lot 
of things well. Nene did a lot of things well, but he was more of a power forward. We all know two-time NBA champion JaVale McGee had the had the skill set, had the tools to be great, but obviously it didn't work out here. So they've definitely met each other as the best player that they've played for, you know, in terms of a point guard center pairing. That's an excellent point. We have Trey from TRTX that says, I am very interested in the potential development of Thomas Bryant. Saw him play against the Terps at Indiana. He's raw, but the pickup could be a game changer. So a lot of people are also, you know, kind of high on Thomas Bryant. There's a lot of good highlights. There's a lot of potential there. I saw some highlights. Now, obviously, you can't get too invested in a highlight reel because it's the best of the best that you have to offer. But from just the highlights, he looks like he's better than Jan Mahimi already, which isn't saying much. And let's see. John Kastner replied to Trey and said that he thought the same thing while watching him at Indiana. So we have two people there that see a lot of raw potential with Thomas Bryant. Sign me up for a young big with potential. I'm down for that any day of the week. Adam Krause says, I'll be paying attention to every move Ernie makes. Hashtag fire Ernie. Again, we'll get to this a little bit later, but it it surprises me how many people thought that I was trying to justify Ernie Grunfeld by saying that the pickups that we've made these last couple days have been really good. I He deserves to be fired. It's ridiculous. He's one of the longest tenured GMs with no rings. Everybody else has at least one from the top five, top six. So fire Ernie is a hashtag I would tattoo on my forehead if I could. Nick Jones says, Troy Brown's shooting and playmaking. Isof, Sanan, T. Bryant, and Dev Robinson. Obviously a lot of great players that we can keep our eyes on. And then Bomb says, How come the national media doesn't give John Wall any respect? I hear people on FS1 and ESPN saying he's not a star in the NBA. I also hear people saying that Ben Simmons is a better player than John Wall, which is just a dumb take. Yeah, I don't think John Wall is ever going to get any respect via the national media. And it's perfectly fine. His name is always coming up in terms of trade. You know, he's a locker room problem. He's the reason why Cortot got traded, blah, 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 blah. If you're a Wizards fan and you've been around this team since Wall's been here, you know that he deserves all the respect in the world. I know there are people that are going to start pointing to his contract and say, oh my God, he's going to be paid $40 million a year. Well, in terms of, you know, what he got paid at the beginning of his career, it's kind of like an offset, like it's a balancing act. But, you know, Wall's biggest haters and critics are going to point to that. And it's going to be a very interesting ride to see what happens with John Wall in D.C. But to answer your question, I really don't know why he doesn't have any respect, honestly. But at the same time, he's going to keep doing him. And I have no problem with what he does. He donates a bunch of money. He does a lot of charity work. He has an AAU team. He does a bunch of stuff for teenagers in high school, you know, back to school programs. I'm all about John Wall, the ambassador for the Washington Wizards. In terms of Ben Simmons being a better player, I think Ben Simmons definitely has the potential to be better than John Wall, but Ben Simmons also has the potential to be the best player in the NBA if he can learn to shoot outside of five feet. So, I don't know. The comparisons between Ben Simmons and John Wall are just premature, way too early for all that. So talking about Dwight Howard, right? Because that's 
let's face it, that's that's the move of the off season. Off season. That's the move that everyone's gonna promote. That everyone's gonna think about and point to. The team is gonna sell it, sell us on it. And yeah, Dwight Howard. A couple days later, after the signing becomes official, you know. People are still processing, still trying to understand what happened. Um, but here, here are my things. Here's my take. You lost Gortat, and you know, fortunately, unfortunately, you gained Austin Rivers. You lost Michael Mike Scott. Unfortunately, I was I'm really high on Mike Scott. I'm really bummed out. We lost him. We lost him. I don't blame him, you know, going to L.A., all that stuff. I'd rather be in L.A. than D.C. any day of the week. But at the same time, you recovered decently with Jeff Green. There's a lot of worse options you could have. Again, not my favorite choice. I would have much rather have have had Mike Scott. But if it's going to be Jeff Green, you know, it could be worse. And the best part of all, you upgraded players overall without giving up Otto Porter, without giving up Kelly Oubre, Thomas Sadoransky, or a future first round pick. This is what we need to understand is that they're one year deals. So if Dwight Howard doesn't work, we can trade him. If Dwight Howard doesn't work, we can get rid of him after a year. It's not a big deal. Same with Jeff Green. The core is where this team will be built. This team is going to go as far as John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, and I'm going to throw in Scott Brooks will take us. John Wall is starting his you know off-season workouts where he's going to be hyping us up with YouTube videos, all that good stuff. But let's face it, we don't need John Wall to be in the best shape of his life. We need John Wall to hit free throws consistently, to finish around the basket consistently, to learn to trust his teammates and to work on his three-point shooting. That's what we need. And I hope that that's what he's working on. I hope that he's working on his one-on-ones. I hope that he's trying to understand that he needs to trust his team. Bradley Beal was able to take control of the Wizards while Wall was out and prove that he could lead this team to the playoffs. In terms of Bradley Beal and Otto Porter, Bradley Beal is going to have his chances. He has a chance to be an an all-star again this season. And with Otto Porter, we need to have Otto Porter come first day of training camp and demand the ball it's it's his time to start assuming some responsibility and for analytics twitter and you know everybody else to stop defending him and let him actually earn that paycheck because he needs to put up 15 to 20 shots a game whether it's you know 10 three-pointers i'm fine with that i'll take auto porter taking 10 three-pointers any day of the week and we Kept Thomas Sadoransky, who Scott Brooks er- earlier today was quoted in saying that Scott he envisioned Scott Brooks and Austin Rivers will be able to coexist together on the court, to which I completely agree. You put Thomas Sadoransky and Austin Rivers together, that's more ball handling and more playmaking that we've had on our bench, that our bench can put on. And at least my fanhood for the Wizards. And my fanhood is circa, you know, 2001. And it's funny because I tweeted out that Dwight Howard 
is an upgrade over Gortat. And obviously you had a bunch of Polish fans saying, no, he's not. Like, he's not that good anymore. Maybe 10 years ago he was really good, but Gortat is better. Listen, Dwight Howard has a reputation around the league. How many Wizards games did you see a player walk into the paint against the Wizards with no fear, knowing that this player will finish that dunk? will be able to get off a layup. But now, you have Dwight Howard, a former defensive player of the year, averages two blocks a game, an athletic monster on the defensive end. People are going to think twice. And I'm really hoping that that helps, you know, John Wall with his defense. Because I'm not saying that John Wall is the greatest defender on earth. He needs to try harder on that end. But at the same time, with all the new ball handlers that the Wizards have, I'm hoping this alleviates, relieves some of the stress that John Wall has to carry, some of the weight in terms of being responsible on the offensive end, being responsible on the defensive end. Maybe there are games where he can sit out and not have to play against the lottery teams, the Chicago Bulls of the world. The teams that are begging to take losses to drop in the standings for the for the top seed in the NBA draft. It's just interesting what people how people are reacting. I mentioned Dwight Howard brings somebody that nobody has ever brought in the center position in DC, rebounding and a fear to drive into the paint. That has incredible value. To which I got some responses saying the fear was maybe seven, eight years ago, and I said Gortat never brought half of the fear that Dwight Howard is bringing in this year and people were doubting it and you know there's people defending Dwight there's people defending Marching Gortat and you know Kid Kinsey is someone that mentioned something that I completely forgot he's a lob threat Dwight Howard is the lob threat that we've wanted for years on the Wizards and we finally got him so we just need to understand we weren't able to get Al Horford We weren't able to get Kevin Durant. We weren't able to get DeMarcus Cousins on a steal. This is what we can do. We have John Wall, superstar point guard, five-time All-Star. We have Bradley Beal, one-time All-Star, all-around shooting guard, can play defense. We have Otto Porter, Mr. Efficiency, Mr. Knockdown three-pointer. And now you add a piece, Dwight Howard. All he needs to do, all he needs to commit to is setting screens, rolling to the basket, rebounding, and defense. That's all we need from Dwight. We don't need Dwight to post up. We don't need Dwight to take jump shots. We need him around the basket to cause chaos. I expect John Walls, honestly, everybody's rebounding numbers to spike up because Dwight Howard is going to take up so much mass next to the basket that hopefully everybody comes hungry for that rebound. I expect to see more triple-doubles from John Wall, and maybe even from Bradley Beal as well. And then, you know, we have, with all due respect, I'm in my 20s. I understand I haven't been around for a long time, but we have people, you know, that were definitely around during the Bullets era that pointed out, you know, Wes Unseld, you know, Moses Malone, and of course, I I meant this current Wizards team. I should have said since the John Wall era, but here we are. Um, We have people that are pointing to Dwight Howard's past and saying this is why he won't succeed. Well, guess what? Everyone deserves a second chance. 
And if Dwight Howard can't do it this year, he's not going to do it ever again. With him going from team to team, from a lottery team to a playoff team, this is the year that Dwight Howard needs to put it together, not only for himself, but also for that paycheck. If he wants that paycheck, it's going to be there at the end of the year. Maybe not from us, probably not from us, but from somebody else that needs a superstar talent, that needs a name to sell to the fans. This is the year for Dwight Howard to have a bounce back year. And then, you know, I'm starting to think, you know, the Wizards offseason isn't looking that bad. We have a backup point guard. We have a backup shooting guard. We have a backup small forward. Power forward, eh, you know, if you move Otto Porter to the stretch four, you know, some Jeff Green there. Then you have Dwight Howard. You have some Jason Smith. I'm hoping we have Markeith Morris play some five. And then if we stretch Jan Mahimi, honestly, if we stretch Jan Mahimi, this offseason is a success to me. It's a success, without a doubt. It's probably a B plus, A minus range. You know, the type of grade that you would go to your professor and be like, can I get those last like 0.3 percentage points just to bump me into an A? That's the type of offseason that we would have. Again, I'm not justifying Ernie Grumfeld. I'm justifying the moves that are made. Ernie Grumfeld deserves to be fired, especially because we don't know his contract situation. And it's just extremely sketchy what's going on. But that's all I have for you guys. Thank you very much for listening to me rant, basically. Um, I'm really looking forward to Summer League Ball. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're going to have Becca MVP bringing you the latest and greatest from the Dwight Howard press conference that will be on Monday, this upcoming Monday. We're going to have more Summer League reaction. Maybe the Wizards make noise. A couple years ago, the Wizards were one game, a couple games away from the championship, and that was so much fun. So there's a lot to look forward to. I really hope that Wizards fans, we can start to become a little bit more positive and look forward towards this upcoming season. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. We are at LockedOnWizards. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, please write us a review. We love reading those. We listen to them. We want feedback. We, fee- we crave feedback. Follow me on Twitter. I am at District Mamba, and I'll catch you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 